Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You would get drunk like every night. You would drink Natty Light to get drunk every night. And when he got drunk, he would say really awful things uh, like no one in the house liked me. Um, how he thought effeminate gay men were abhorrent. He called me a racist Jew prior to moving out. And I'm about as racist as he is sober. This is the plaintiff, Kurt Hirsch. He says he and the defendant lived together, but he soon discovered the guy was a narcissist who is nice and polite when his company is over, but then he's a nightmare when he's on his own. The defendant threatened him with a baseball bat and made up horrible lies about him on social media. So he's suing him for the $700 he's surely owed. This is the defendant, Russ Stock. He says the plaintiff was a slob who never cleaned up after himself, didn't do the chores around the house that he was supposed to, and didn't follow through on his end of their living agreement. He ended up moving out. He has no idea why the plaintiff is suing him today. But what he does know is he isn't owed any money. He's accused of being difficult to live with. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is not presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Hirsch, you're suing your former landlord, Mr. Stock, for $700, 200 of it a security deposit he refuses to return. And 500 for an exterminator, because according to you, he, he or his apartment gave you bed bugs. So, Mr. Hirsch, tell me what's going on. Um, I placed an ad looking for a roommate, and uh, Mr. Stock responded. Um, I met him at a bar, uh, and we seemed to hit it off. And then prior to me moving in, he posted on my Facebook timeline that he and his husband were not going to be like caregivers. Uh, this was posted so all my friends could see it. Um, and then hey, wait, we he, talked about what? He what did he post? He's like, me and my husband are not going to be your nursemaids or your maids. I don't remember the exact post because this is over a year ago. But why? I told him that like I'm not good with cleaning. I, you know, like 
I'm just not. I, I don't pretend to be. Uh, but he took it as that I'm not going to clean it all like ever. Um, and so that's why he posted that on my Facebook page. Well, but was he talking to you and telling you, listen, you know, you need to understand. But then he put it on on your page and other people saw it. Yes. Okay. Did he mean, did you mean to send that directly to him or did you mean to post it so that everybody could see it, Mr. Stock? Uh, it was posted in the comment feed down below a post. So you knew various, that everybody was going to see various it. Various feeds. Yeah. So you knew everybody I knew was. That everybody would see it on. You did. Sure well, I did. Yeah. That's kind of hostile. Why, why don't I mean, I wouldn't even move in after that. I'd say, well, this is a sign of things to come. Um, uh, that was actually posted several months after he moved in. Oh, according to you, that's several months later. There was there was there was no reason to post anything like that. We didn't even know him yet. He hadn't moved in yet. OK, um, this, this so in any event, on. you move in and at the beginning, things are OK. And then what happens? What goes wrong, Mr. Hirsch? Um, I saw him like strike his dog and I did, I was upset by that. Um, and so he was like, well, listen, I've been raising dogs. How, how did he hit his dog? With a fist, with a slap, with a, with an object, oh, what? Slap. Okay, and hard? Yes. For misbehaving how? I don't remember exactly. Okay, so did you say something to him? I remember being upset and I think I did say something to him. And he was like, listen, we've been raising animals since before you were born. And that's where things started to go downhill. Um, he would get drunk like every night. He would drink Natty Light and get drunk every night. And when he got drunk, he would say really awful things uh, like no one in the house liked me. Um, how he thought effeminate gay men were abhorrent. He called me a racist Jew prior to moving out. And I'm about as racist as he is sober. Uh, <laughs> How did things go so bad? What was the problem, do you think? I know I wasn't keeping up with my end of the cleaning, but I was cleaning up after his dogs who would poop in the house. Well, uh, that's nice of you, but um, was there a schedule for people to clean the common areas? Not an official one, no. Was there an unofficial one? Um, there were times that I did it. I, I even bought like a Swiffer so I could sweep the floor and mop the floor because it was easier than using a broom and a mop um, for me. So I did do that when he asked me to do it. Okay. He just wasn't satisfied with how clean it was. Okay. Or the fact that he had to ask you to do it probably, but all right. So when do you decide to leave and how does that go down? Uh, the last month I was there, I ended up with COVID. Um, he wouldn't let me do laundry downstairs. He threatened to throw my clothes out in the front yard if I did laundry. So I had to drag my stuff to the laundromat. Um, with COVID? I had COVID. Wait, yes. what? I don't understand. Why would you do that and expose everyone else to COVID? Why? I don't get it. Because I was scared of him. Why were you scared of him? Because he had a temper. Um, there was New Year's Eve last year where we got into like a verbal argument. Um, and I did threaten to call the police. Um, so he came up and banged on my door uh, saying that, you know, go ahead and call the police, call the police. I ended up calling my friend who worked at the time for the sheriff's office, and he came over and Russell pulled his Jekyll and Hyde act um, that he was, you know, like everything I was just, he was trying to make, make me look like I was acting crazy. Um, and he was being nice and polite and everything. Um, and I ended up going to a hotel for a couple nights because I just didn't want to be there. Um, and then I, I ended up moving out and just taking all my stuff and leaving. Did you move out while you had COVID? Yes. 
did, did the fellow who, whose house were you moving into? Was it a friend? Another roommate. And another person that I had met through uh, Craigslist. Did that person know that you had COVID when you moved in? Yes, I told him. Oui. So you're suing for the $200 security deposit that he won't return to you. Did he tell you why he wouldn't return it? Because I was not keeping up with the cleaning. Okay. And the tell me about the $500 exterminator bill. He had bed bug. Russell had bed bugs in his house. Uh, he told me they were fleas. He told me he was going to take care of it. Uh, and I ended up bringing him to the next place I moved into. And I had to pay for an exterminator. Okay. Uh, Mr. Stock, let me hear your side of things. Uh, thank you, Your Honor. Basically, to put it in a nutshell, uh, my spouse, David, and I have the townhouse. Uh, we're a 33-year couple. Um, Kurt moved in in, Je- in July that year. Seemed okay, intelligent guy. So we decided, you know, give it a shot. Uh, I explained to him when we had this meeting, we all live here. We're all responsible for cleaning the common areas of the house. Uh, and that is a condition of living here. Bedrooms are personal space. We don't go into or open doors to anybody's room. Well, he never did pick up on the cleaning. How, how would, how would you, I'm just curious, room. because I've had roommates and I've uh, counseled my kids who have roommates. Uh, how exactly would, when you say pick up on the cleaning, did you guys have a schedule? Did you, what did you, how did, how do you guys there, divvy the work? There was no complete, complete schedule. I just happened to handle the kitchen, always has. David handles dusting and some other things, always has. And we were specific with Kurt. Uh, we have hardwood floors, upper and lower. Uh, once a week, sweep the floors. Once every two weeks, run them off across the floors. He did buy a Swiffer. Uh, these are very old floors in here. That Swiffer's not sufficient. Uh, plus, it, w- it was kind of like running it through the main areas, under tables, things like that. Everything just kind of... Okay, first of all, Swiffer is the best product ever made on the planet Earth. I love Swiffer. <laughs> so Swiffer could be sufficient in the right hands, I'm here to tell you. But in any event, he wasn't, he wasn't doing it at all, or it wasn't up to par? Uh, he attempted it once. It wasn't up to par, and you're right, Sw- Swiffer is a good product. I think it was more the user, uh, but uh, no, it, and it's not, it's simple. I mean, you sweep the common areas. It's all hardwood floors, hardwood stairs. How long did and, he live there? Mop across. Uh, he lived here seven months. Okay, and in the seven uh, months, he cleaned uh, the floors once? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, as far as the other thing about, uh, I, I don't know where this is jumping ahead too much, uh, restricted access. After a certain period of time, we did give Kurt a 60-day notice. We give him 60 days because of COVID. You know, give him some latitude to find somewhere to live. Uh, The last month of that, he still refused to cooperate with any cleaning, so I actually restricted his house access. His access went from full house access to his bedroom, bathroom, and the kitchen. So when he was going to do laundry one day, I told him, I said, after constantly discussing cleaning, you still think it's beneath you. So you cannot use the laundry room. So the neighbors let him use their washer and dryer. But I restricted him at that point. The five months minus Did July, he have COVID at that him. point? Oh, yeah, that's the same time. I didn't let him use the laundry, but it wasn't because of the COVID. And we're both seniors, so, but... Yeah. The security deposit, you won't return it because what? 
Uh, that was for five months of him not doing any cleaning, and I charged him $40 a month for him not cleaning. Okay. So, um, Have you reviewed the law in your state to see if being a bad roommate is a reason to keep a security deposit? Being a bad roommate isn't, but, you know, we all have to clean the common areas. So we were actually cleaning up behind. Him. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm going to I'm going to take it as a given that he is uh, not a good roommate, doesn't clean. I don't know if he thinks it's beneath him. I find that people who don't clean are lazy. It's not that they think it's beneath them. It's that they literally don't care. So uh, they don't see why you very care. Lazy. Um, very lazy. Right. Uh, that's what I perceive um, in my household. So um, I don't think that that authorizes you to keep it, you know, they're very specific, a security deposit is for very specific things. It's for damages or rent. And if he's not behind in either, you don't have a right to keep the security deposit because he didn't clean months ago. That's not, that's kind of not how it works. Um, so, but tell me about the uh, bed bugs that he's complaining about. I don't know where that comes from. Uh, we have five pets. We have three cats, two dogs. Kurt moved in right at the beginning of flea season. Happens every year around July, goes away with the first frost. Uh, we treat the yard, treat the pets, spray the furniture. Some fleas are still going to be around until we have our first frost. Uh, as far as the abuse of the pets, I'm not sure what that's all about. David and I have had pets for 32 years. Uh, good pets. So I'm He not says sure you smacked your dog for misbehaving, which the going wisdom is that's not a good idea because they don't operate well, that way. Well, that, and that, that's, that doesn't happen because that's not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, our pets are very happy. Do you have bed bugs? Uh, they, pardon me? Does your house have bed bugs? No. Have you ever had them? We've never had them, but we've had a lot of friends that have had them because we rank in the top five for bed bug infestations in this city. So I know a lot of people that have had Wait, them. what do you mean you rank in the top of. five for bed bugs in this? You mean your city ranks in the top five in the country? Our, our city ranks number four in the country. For bed bugs? So that would be it for bed bugs. That would be an easy thing to fall back on because everybody in our city is familiar with bed bugs. Yeah, we rank number four. But in he city. says that he complained and said um, there's bed bugs and that you said, no, 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 they're fleas. Did that happen or no? We never heard anything from him about fleas or bed bugs, either one, all the time he lived here. Okay. Uh, who's with you there? Uh, my spouse, David. Does he want to testify or no? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hi, David. Can, what's your full name? Uh, David Stock. Raise your right hand, please. Do you solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So I'll help you, God. Yes, I do. Thank you. Do you recall Mr. Hirsch? You can put your hand up. Do you recall Mr. Hirsch ever complaining about bed bugs to you or asking about bed bugs? He never said anything to me about them. All right. Have you folks ever had bed bugs? No, we haven't. Have you ever treated for bed bugs? We treat for all kinds of bugs. We've had fleas and spiders, gnats, flies, that kind of stuff. So we constantly treat for those things. But I've never seen any bed bugs. Okay. You could, you could actually switch back with Russ. Mr. Hirsch, can you tell me, okay. how do you know, uh, do you have any proof that there were bed bugs in your new place? Yeah, uh, my roommate, first I saw them crawling on my bed when I moved into the new place, and then they eventually went into my roommate's room, and they freaked out, and they took a picture of the bug, which I showed to the exterminator, and he said that is a bed bug that is not a flea. Um, so they did not have bed bugs at the house prior to me moving in there. And they actually got really upset that I brought bed bugs into the house.
Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. How do you know the bed bugs came from their place? Because I didn't have them in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know. But you know how bed bugs um, happen? Somebody doesn't have them and then one day they do have them, right? That's how bed bugs right. happen. They, they don't, the bed bugs don't sign not, the lease and give you notice or anything. It just happens. And it happens from transfer from place to place. It can be on your luggage. It could be in the finest hotel in New York. Ask me how I know. Um, you know, it, 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 the bed bugs don't, uh, nobody knows where the bed bugs came from other than the bed bugs and they ain't talking, right? They're not testifying right. that they came from this house or that house or how they got from place to place. Um, so without any evidence that there were bed bugs in that place, how is it that you are, um, demanding $500 for bed bugs in your new place? All I know is from what my roommates and my landlord at the new place were telling me that they never had bed bugs there before. Um, and I did mention to Russell about the bugs and he said those were fleas. Those, you know, he did say they were fleas and this was prior to me moving out. Okay. Do you have any evidence that you ever brought up? bed bugs to them before you moved out no just that i saw these bugs and i didn't know what they were and do you have pictures of the bugs uh on my phone yes you do wait i'm not talking about the bugs in your new place i'm talking about the bugs in the old place in in the defendant's place no that's what i mean all right um i'm not going to order them to reimburse you for the exterminator for the bed bugs i don't think there's sufficient proof Mr. Stock, though, you don't have a right to keep his $200 because you had to clean up after him. Um, that, it doesn't work that way. The security deposits in every state are for very specific reasons, such as damages. Um, act, by damages, I mean damages, uh, okay? I don't, I don't mean I'm damaged because he wasn't clean. Um, but for damages or for rent, those are the two things that you can keep him for. Being a bad roommate, not not pitching in, not doing his share is not something you can keep a security deposit for. I'm ordering you to return $200 verdict to the plaintiff. So the plaintiff gets $200 back, not $700 that he was suing for. Uh, Mr. Stock, you're the defendant. How do you feel about that? you got to give him some money back. You okay with it? Uh kind of left it up to the judge. I mean, we don't do a formal lease, anything like that, so we're doing your work. Compensation for the work. It's pretty basic. That was our that was our perspective on it. Have you learned anything from having this man as as your roommate, you know, so that the next time you don't have the same kind of situation? How do you how do you prevent that? We kind of gear more towards seniors since we're both seniors, <laughs> but uh, personality clashes like that, narcissism doesn't hold well in our house at all, and that kind of driven that drove a lot of it. All right. 
Well, listen, I'm sorry, uh, but that's the judge's decision. You've got to give him back $200. Mr. Hirsch, let me ask you. I know you wanted a lot more money than that, but uh, $200 is better than nothing. What do you think? Yeah. Yes, that I'm okay with that. And how about you? You learn anything from this experience of living in that house? Get to know people better before you move in. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Harvey? You know, Doug, I want to spend a second just talking about the bed bug issue, which is actually an issue for lots of tenants. And how do they prove where the bed bugs came from? Fact is, it's a really hard thing to do for a couple of reasons. Um, one is, you don't know who the offender is who initiated it. But even if you can roughly find out, bed bugs are kinds of things that don't just stay in one unit. They often go around an apartment building and you just don't know where they emanated from. So it's a hard case to prove. Judge John, has Judge Millian ever beat you at pinball? Ah, have you ever beaten me at anything? I haven't, really I haven't even played a full pinball game in my life, I don't think. No, so. Maybe not. Well, you know, America should know, though, that my wife does beat me up every day. She, by that, I mean she gets up earlier than me, oh. usually about 6.30, <laughs> right? You're up early. And uh, pinball is not really your thing. You don't play that often, no. right? No, uh, I so, enjoy watching you play because you're very silly. But um, the thing about it is, you got to it's in, fun. You got to put in the time too to score higher at right. the games. And uh, and my yeah. husband's very competitive. Like if he sees that someone has beaten his score, like when my nephew beat your especially score, if, especially with my nephew, or yeah. my brothers, yeah. As know, soon as he my, sees his brother my or my nephews be beat me, on they my come game. to your barn and they beat you what? in your house, right? Very disrespectful. Just, then just you just wrong. play, play, play until you beat them and you're on top again. Right. And by the way, this might not be the best time to mention this, but uh, about an hour ago, I did buy another pinball game for the studio, just so you know. All right. But you were going to find out eventually anyway. Yeah. It's coming soon. All right. Great. Okay. I bet you can't wait. Yes. These are the plaintiffs, Johnson and Owens. They purchased a puppy from the defendant, and when they got him to the vet, they were told the dog had worms and was later diagnosed with coccidia. They had to deal with the puppy's ailments for a month. The vet bills total $130.56, and the defendant refuses to reimburse them. That's why they're suing. This is the defendant, Janet McCormick. She says the puppy checked out fine when the plaintiffs took him home. And then over 48 hours later, he got sick. She's sorry. But after 48 hours, she isn't responsible. The dog must have picked something up in their care, and she's not paying. She's accused of selling a sickly puppy. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs bought a puppy from the defendant and says the dog was very, very ill and they want their money back. But the defendant says that the puppy checked out fine when she sold it to the plaintiffs and then got sick in their care. So how's that her problem? It's the case of one sick puppy. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right. Um, Johnson and Owens, you are suing Janet McCormick um, for $1,030.56 in vet bills that you accrued when she sold you a puppy that almost died. Who wants to tell me what happened? Um, I can start. Okay. So back in June, we started looking for a puppy. We were in contact with Miss McCormick and um, 
she we found the puppy through our a groomer that we have. They had posted her puppy for sale on their Facebook page. What kind of so puppy? So that's how we ended up. It's a Yorkie. Um, so we were in contact with her. She said the puppy was good, was for sale. We agreed to meet on June 17th. Um, she said that she was taking him to her vet for the last round of shots. So I went down. I met her, met her at the vet. We talked. She told me that he was one of five from that litter, and he was the only one that survived. But, you know, I didn't think anything of it. You didn't? It's that would that be my first question, what the rest of them die of. Like, did you, you didn't ask yeah. about what happened? Yeah, what? I mean, she told, she told her that the day of purchase. So when, when she was down there and I wasn't there. Okay, so she hold didn't on. Tell me okay, so hold on. Who, who does the purchase, Owens or Johnson? Owens. Okay, so, and what happens? Yeah, so I asked her, you know, what happened. She said that they were out of town when the puppies came. Oh. And so when they got back home, they were able to save him. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, so, did you um, not know your puppy? Are you a breeder, uh, Ms. Yes, McCormick? So why'd you go out of town and not leave somebody with a pregnant puppy? Well, she was not due at the day I left town. I went to pick up another Yorkie. I had bought another Yorkie. And I was gone to pick up another Yorkie. And there was no one taking care of the dog, the pregnant dog? Uh, there was nobody. She was acting fine when I left home that day. Uh, I had her inside the, um, the nursery that I have for them. How long were you out of town? Just a couple of hours. It oh. wasn't gone very long at all. All right. And all of the puppies died except for this one? Yes, ma'am, because she, uh, my, my brother had opened the door and let her out of the nursery, and she started having them in my bedroom and all over the house, and that's what had happened. Meaning that the puppies just starved in their places because you didn't know where they were, or what do you mean? She had forgot where she had the puppies, I guess. Okay. So you buy the puppy when the puppy's how many weeks old? Ten. Okay. And what happens? Um, so we got him. That morning I met her, picked him up. That afternoon we took him to our vet. Our vet said that he had um, a worm but wasn't, you know, anything major. And then on... Well, he was very lethargic because he had just took his shots before that. And so he wasn't playing with the doctor or anything. It was like he was just sitting there. Um, and then I came in and then he actually started, uh, you know, playing and everything. And the doctor was like, oh, this is the most he's um, set up since I've been here, um, since he's been here. And then, uh, so like I said, they checked his stool, but they didn't have a lot of stool that um, for the sample. Um, and so um, he said it was a worm in it, but we would recheck it on that next Friday. So we went on and did an appointment for him to go back because he just didn't have enough stool. Um, and so before we even made it back on that Friday, um, he was sick then. And what'd you so do? What, how, how was the dog behaving that led you to believe it was sick? 
So when I, so because I took him, so when I came home and, um, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. that morning, he was laying down and I actually sent a picture uh, to Miss Owens and I was like, he must have had a long night because he was laying everywhere. Um, and then, um, so I went on to work and when I came back from work, uh, the most horrid smell uh, reached me at the door before I even could really open the door. And I said, oh, my God, what's going on? It smells like something is dead in here. And so when I got over to where he was, it was a whole it was a lot of poop everywhere. And he was just very puny. Uh, his eyes would, would barely even open. And so, of course, that's when I got him. And I'm, you know, I'm saying, Kai, 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 you know, wake up, Kai. Are you okay, Kai? And that's when I called the vet right then, you know, in a panic base, you know, basically, you know, and they said, yes, bring him on in. Um, so I rushed him there right then. Um, when I got in there, um, they ran, you know, a lot of tests on him and they tried to get another poop sample. Of course, no poop there as well. Um, and so, um, you know, once they ran the test, they did say, you know, well, his sugar is low. And, um, you know, it seems like it was his sugar. What else I told you? When do they test and find the um, coccidia? So twenty third. So that would that would been that following day. So what happened actually that following day? I had to go to work again, but I had already. Yeah, work is pesky like that. (laughs) Yes, definitely. But for him to stay the day with them so that they can monitor him. Okay. You know, so they were monitoring then. They gave him a um, an antibiotic. Um, They you know changed. But so when do they discover? When does the test come back positive for coccidia? When does that happen? It would have been that following day. Is that when they perform the test? Do they get the results right away? Or is it that it takes a while to get the results? I don't know. They get it right away. But what it was on the 23rd, he was there with them the whole day. Um, But uh, they were supposed to recheck it. But like I said, he didn't have any stool there. So as soon as I got him back home, he had a blowout. And I sent (laughs) pictures of that. Yeah, he had a blowout. And so I called them and I was like, did you all check the poop today? I said, because I have a lot here, you know, and then they were like, uh, we weren't able to. And then I said, well, hey, can I bring some poop to you? Oh, my Lord. I put the poop in the cup and okay. me and him went back to the vet um, and then they checked it and, and they t- it tested positive for the coccidia. All right. Now, at this point, um, Ms. Owens, you call... Uh, Ms. McCormick, correct? Uh, we were together. We were together. But who does the talking? Okay, talk to me and I tell didn't... me how that went down. What happened there? Um, so I called her, told her, you know, the problems that we were having and everything. And she was saying, well, he wasn't sick when you got him. And we have another Yorkie who's one years old. Her name is Skylar. So we told her, hey, Skylar isn't sick. Skylar has never been sick. Okay, I have a and question. Did Skylar get tested by your vet? She yes. did. Okay, yes. and Skylar was negative. Yes. All right, so go on. Skylar was negative. Um, so I told her that, and then on in the conversation, that's when she said that she had bought a puppy right before she sold us Kai, and that puppy was sick, and that puppy had coccidia. So she tells you she that? Said, yes. yes. And she said once she found out, she separated them, but of course, by that time, it's too late. it was too late. All right. And so, so you end up, in order to get 
the the puppy well, you end up spending $1,030.56 in vet bills. And how is the puppy doing? He's great. Is he there? Is he there with you? Yes. Can I see him? Yes. Yes. Uh, he's he's sleeping now, but we'll, we'll get wake him up. Right. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so oh. This is so cute. Oh, so cute. Um, so let me talk to you, Ms. McCormick. So you breed Yorkies at any given time. How many Yorkies do you have uh, surrounding you? I have uh, three Yorkies right now. I have two males and one female. Okay. And which is the one that you just purchased? Uh, the one they are talking about is uh, um, he's a male. A male. Okay. And that was sick, and I kept him away from all my other dogs. I knew something was wrong with him, and I rushed him to the vet right when I got him. Okay, but you didn't know something was wrong with him when you bought him, because then you wouldn't have bought him. This happened afterwards. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yes, ma'am. And okay. I picked him up. He wasn't acting right when I left the people's house. Well, then so why did you leave the people's house? I, I don't know why you would buy him if, if he wasn't acting right. I, I felt sorry for him, and I wanted to take care of him. And so better. the purpose of buying the puppy was to breed, correct? No, I was just buying, I was just getting me another male because I wanted another male. Okay. You do say, do you not, that... Uh, you didn't, you didn't, well, let me just ask you outright. You didn't separate that dog from Jump Street. That dog had contact with the dog you sold Johnson and Owens, right? No, he did not. He did not have no contact with that dog. No, he did not. Um, because I, I keep, when I got him home and I seen him so puny, I put him in that kettle and I kept him in that kettle until I took him to the doctor. Can I, I ask you something, though? If the dog that, that you sold them has coccidia, and a dog in your house has coccidia, and their other dog doesn't have coccidia, where do we all think the coccidia came from? Because that's the key, is did the dog already have the disease when it, it went there? Because if you sold them a dog that had the disease, then you caused them to spend $1,030. If the dog got the disease on their watch, then they have to pay for the $1,030. I'm trying to determine where the dog got it, and it takes a few days to come out, and the dog got uh, tested positive by day five that you guys, that you uh, folks had him, right? Yeah. Yeah. We took the puppy to the vet the day they got it, and it was tested for that, and it did not have... Do you have proof that the, that the puppy was tested for that? Yes, ma'am. Okay, hold on one second. Let me see if I have it here. Okay, what on earth does this say? I have no idea what this says. Which, wh where does it say that the puppy was tested for coccidia? He signed it. Uh, the vet signed it. When I went back to him and I told him I needed him to go back in his records and look to find the test results of the puppy. Okay, but Nor I'm used to seeing this spelled out where I can read it. Like, I don't... Where there... Where do you say that when I look at that, I can see that the dog tested negative for coccidia? Uh, it's right there on the fecal 2 in 
E-G. Right, but fecal is what they tested. What they tested it for is, is different. What did they test for that was negative? That would be coccyx. That's what they test to do the fecal. I mean, I need, the, I need the proof of that, though, because normally when a dog is negative for this, this, and this, the bill would say what was tested because you don't test for everything all the time. It would say the many things that were tested and that each of them were negative. But that most certainly does not prove to me that the dog was negative for a coccidia. So I'm left with the dog being in your care and you leave a pregnant dog who then has the babies all over the house because some other person opens the door and lets them, and then all the doggies die. But I'm supposed to believe that you brought home a sick puppy who you knew was sick and immediately put somewhere else. You don't seem all that careful. I got to be honest with you, Ms. McCormick. Um, I, I, and I don't think you'd buy a sick dog. So I think the dog probably... Uh, you noticed it being sick after the dog had had contact with this puppy, um, or at least contact in the same areas, because I'm just having a hard time believing your dog has coccidia and this dog has coccidia, but their dog must have gotten it somewhere else than the place that the dog was. Well, I know that, I know that the puppy had no contact with the other puppy. Well, did it have contact with the same house? Huh. <laughs> The puppy was in the same house, but they did not have no contact. But how can I trust I- that you're right about that when your pregnant dog was allowed out by somebody else who was in your home and ended up, that ended up killing the entire litter except for the one dog? It's not a model of careful behavior that I, I'm, I'm listening to. Yes, ma'am, I understand that, but I am very careful with my dog. So she, what she, what they wanted was just to reimbe- reimburse the vet bills, and at one point you offer them two hundred dollars, but they're out a thousand thirty and fifty six cents. Yeah, I would if they would give my, I would have gave them the seven hundred and fifty dollars back. Well, that's not what they want. I don't think they were ever going to give you back the dog they nursed back to health. That was never on the table. Returning the dog, and I don't think they have to. I'm not going to do that to the dog. I care about the dog. I'm ordering you to pay the $1,030.56 verdict for the plaintiffs. Thank you. So the plaintiffs prevail. They're going to get the $1,030. Ms. McCormick, let me hear what you have to say. I just think it's unfair. Uh, I, I, I took care of my dog, and I think whatever. I guess you're going to have to be more careful next time. Especially not leave a puppy like you did. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I don't leave her no more. No, that's that's good. A little late for that though. All right. Um, how's the puppy working out? He's, he's oh, he's amazing. But you know, he's a ball of energy. So I guess if we had known him before this, we would knew something was wrong. Because now he's everywhere. So there's been no after effect of having the coccidia, is that right? No, he's he's healthy, a healthy little boy. All right, well, good for you. Well, congratulations, and uh, good for you. You're going to get your vet bills paid. Thank you. And that'll do it. Harvey? Well, Doug, I mean, the proof is in the fact that you have all of the other puppies in the litter dying because of the bacteria. That is more than enough evidence to prove that this dog was sick when it left the defendant's care. When swearing in litigants, how do you handle an atheist? Is there a way they can be sworn in without swear-to-God verbiage? 
What I always did in my courtroom is I would direct my clerk of court, who gave the oaths normally, not me, uh, to allow the witness to swear or affirm. And you don't have to say, so help me God, if you don't want to do it. And in fact, it's not just atheists. There are some no, Christians. No, it's very religious people. Yeah, who there there are some are A lot of very religious who say, right? I will not swear to God, and right. I'll, I'll affirm. There are some Quakers and other sects who uh, read the Bible as giving them guidance to not swear on a Bible in a courtroom like that. And it was until uh, I think around the 16th or 17th century, there really weren't perjury prosecutions in England because the belief was that a violation of the Ninth Amendment and not bearing false testimony against your neighbor was enough to terrify people into making sure that God's vengeance was going to come upon them if they didn't tell the truth. So that, that was enough to motivate you. And there was a case where a Nevada publisher was being prosecuted for income tax evasion. And he wanted to testify in his case, but he told the judge, well, I can't, I can't take your oath. And the judge said, well, what do you propose? And he said, I want to say, uh, I affirm to speak with fully integrated honesty, only fully integrated honesty, and complete fully integrated honesty. And the judge said, that's nice, you're not testifying. You wouldn't let him testify. And then it got reversed on appeal by the Ninth Circuit. And they said, yeah, that's, that's adequate. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.